You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 285th episode of the Sloride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Oh, this is Matt howling at the full moon in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer <laughs> in Boston, Massachusetts. You guys, I am uh, barely able to contain myself because I've got some big, big news for you. Um, but first, Tim, I think you owe us some congratulations on a job well done last week without you. I do. You guys did fantastic. I appreciate it. I actually really enjoyed um, listening to you guys. My favorite part about listening to you guys was that no one was interrupting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's amazing uh, when you're able to get complete thoughts out on this show, which doesn't yeah. happen often. Yeah. <laughs> not, not often enough, some would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of complete thoughts, though, Tim, uh, I recently stumbled across a piece of audio here that uh, I think is going to blow both of you guys minds and i'm very excited to play it for you so i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt our normal flow of this show and just get right to the meat of this all right let's do all it right. hey guys george and cappy here coming at you from greenville south carolina matt and i just wanted okay. to wish tim oh, little so guy good. and spencer all the best i hear you guys are training for kansas uh it's on my <laughs> list i might might make it out there this year or not next year uh, so maybe I'll see you guys there. Also, best of luck on the Slow Ride podcast. Uh, I'll still, yes. still will be on there one of these days. Let's just figure out a good time. Anyway, guys, all the best. Get some, get your ass out there and get some good work in for Kansas. It's not going to be an easy ride. <laughs> see you guys soon. Wow. Yeah. Oh, they, what a glorious thing. I mean, first question. Does that mean George Hincap has been on the podcast? Technically, I think. Yeah think technically now so i think we need to give a major shout out yes. to friend of the pod mm-hmm. matt milner for dropping the dropping that to get he went to cameo and got Hincapi to uh give us a shout that that made our day it was fantastic it was amazing and uh now when you see the video <laughs> yeah george george is clearly not wanting to be there and it <laughs> like like he like he's like really you, like someone paid me to talk to these guys about Dirty Kanza and the Slow Ride podcast, these jokers. I am yeah. so tired of countless people coming up to me to say, hey, when are you going to be on the Slow Ride podcast? <laughs> I mean, over the years, there's got we know of at least two dozen people that have said this to George and Cappy, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, still still going to be on there one of, the, one of these days, guys. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's a, <laughs> I do like that he's... All this I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, it means a lot that he said my name first. Um, mm-hmm. Probably... Well, yeah, you know, I think he just does it in thanks. alphabetical order, so it's not really a big deal. Yeah, for sure. I'm. I just looking at the whole thing. I just. Uh, I mean, George, thanks. I mean, yeah, thanks for just doing that all on your own, right? Like, thanks yeah. for just deciding to pick up your phone and send it to us. It was it meant a lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah, like you said, this is over on on Cameo, so uh, I think people can go find it and uh, and see. The fear in his eyes uh, for themselves, which I think is worth it. We'll put it, 
We'll put it on our Twitter account again. We have put it in the uh, Facebook page on the Slow Ride Podcast Super Fan Experience Zone. So check that out. Um, also, open auditions. Matt Milner just set the bar really high. Yeah. If anyone else has some cameos out there that you think is better than George Hincapie, have them have them do the uh, the old Slow Ride shout out. Hey, this is so and so on the Slow Ride Podcast, and then you know just on cameo, be fantastic. We'd love every moment of it. So, guys, that that that's a great way to start the pod. The second way, <laughs> the, the, the it's hard to bat clean up or bat uh you know second in the order after that amazing mm-hmm. leadoff home run. But today was my favorite day on a bicycle, and of course, it was the tenth annual Doc Hollywood Invitational in Micanopy, Florida, eighty miles. About 20 miles, 15 to 20 miles of, of Line Rock. Started this ride 10 years ago, as you guys know. Almost as long as the podcast has been around. Um, Darn near, yeah. W- with Keith uh, from the old Swift Cycle Bike Shop. And I got to tell you, 63 people out, or 64 people out today. Biggest nice. ride yet. 10 years strong. So many people were there because of the podcast. So many friends <laughs> of the podcast coming out. That's cool. Jason... Drove all the way in from Pensacola. Fantastic. He showed me a picture before the uh, the ride started of Stephen Hyde pushing him, like on a training ride. He said like Stephen Hyde was just like, oh, I'm going to go out for an easy training ride. Uh-huh. Like a six-hour easy training ride, pushing yeah. my friend Jason. So Jason was As out there. Do. Best part about Jason's ride today is that he had the full like handlebar bag with just granola bars. He was willing to hand out <laughs> granola bars to everybody today. Now that... That is the kind of participant you want at your event. Yeah. Is he doing Kanza by chance? <laughs> no, I don't think so. All right. He, he's, he took me to Sluggos for the very first time. Jason and I go way back. Oh, man. Great dude. Yeah. Absolutely thrilled to see him. It meant a lot that he was there. So that's friend of the podcast one. Then three came from Jacksonville. That's, uh, yeah. That's nice. They're pretty cool. Lauren, close. Andrew, and I believe it's Gareth. They, they were cool. They, they were a little... Uh, Andrew, I, I've known for a long time. Lauren and Gareth... They were like, yeah, I recognize your voice from the podcast. They're like, in fact, they turned around when I was talking to them oh so they God. could just, you know, because I don't know if I told you guys this, but I took a, <laughs> a, a hockey puck to the face. Oh. So my, my lip is a little messed up right now. Five can, stitches. Kind of hard that. to look at. Mm-hmm. Great to see them from Jacksonville. Pretty cool city. Taylor from the bikery. You guys know him. Josh from Fort Lauderdale has been hitting us up on Twitter all the time. Florida cycling nut. He's the one that got the script of the doc Hollywood bought yeah. for him by, I believe his brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. He's been, he's been cool doing good him. work with that. Really good work with that. I have to say, I've been impressed his... with the level of commitment to the bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been really good. He's been finding lots of hidden messages oh, about it's... Matthew Vanderpool and whatnot. It's been, so, great. I love it. <laughs> those guys were there. Lauren had a very strong third place in the uh, women's category. All right. And I think it's Gareth was in top 10. But anyways, I digress. Two more things. Okay. Brian Knight, longtime Swift Cycle friend from Ocala. Stoked. Friend of the podcast. He told me that he was wearing his Miracle Wap chamois cream today. Very nice. And I was like, oh, he's in it to win it. But check this out. Two (laughs) people from Asheville, North Carolina drove down. They drove down 10 hours. 10 hours to come to the Doc Hollywood. Eric and Tommy. Oh, thanks, guys. It was so flattering to see all these people. So then oh, that's really the cool. ride happens. Talk about that in a minute. Spencer, as I'm driving home, uh-huh. saw the Wienermobile. Oh, Oscar Mayer. Now, you may remember, Spencer, in one of our very early episodes of the Slow Ride podcast, yeah. we, decided, we were trying to figure out what would be the ultimate team car 
mm-hmm. for a grand tour. And I believe yeah. you were the one that picked the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Yeah, we were. Uh, it was the episode maybe two or three, pretty early on. Um, <laughs> yeah. We were uh, we were debating the best title sponsor for your world tour team, your theoretical world tour team, yeah. and and I chose Oscar Mayer for the sole fact that the kits the kits would be amazing, a, but also <laughs> the team cars would yeah. be just incredible. So that is one that I would allow people to go back in the archives to listen to because I think it uh, really set the bar high from the beginning. I think, and little guy went with Go Westy yep. for his Westphalia van needs. And I believe I went with the Pearson nut roll. Yeah. Um, little known candy in Minnesota, which needs a pro tour cycling sponsorship. So people learn about the nut roll candy bar. Um, but seeing the Wienermobile guys was fantastic. I've never seen one on the road before. Oh, really? um, it's sight, beautiful. Sight sight hold. Yeah. So the race today was just awesome. It was so fast. It was great. Um, a couple of things I just want to point out. So you're First kind of off, burying the lead. Uh, Where did you finish, Tim? I finished uh, in the, the second group. I was very happy. This is the fastest I've ever done the ride. I okay. finished with, I would say, the main group. Ten people rode away. Um, and then there's maybe a group of like 20 to 30 of us. Okay. I finished with uh, right behind all of the lead women. Maybe like so, a minute um, behind the lead women. This year, then, so. it uh, sounds like you did remember your shoes. I remembered my shoes. Joke never so, gets old. Yeah. No. You forget your shoes nine years ago. People tell you all about it. But let me tell you, <laughs> the weather was great. Um, really no, no no jerks, you know? Everyone was super stoked. The bathroom, like, once again, I forgot to call the convenience store that we descended on like a zombie horde. Yeah. And uh, everyone, if you're putting on a ride, guys, you might want to call the convenience store. Just let them know. Mm-hmm. Bathroom was broken. So uh, there is definitely a lot of... Uh, ventures into the woods behind the store um it's interesting that you uh the last episode you were on i think we had a big debate about a gravel event in florida that didn't uh didn't notify proper authorities about uh, Hmm. their events a little uh, in your 10th year well in the 10th year so so here's the here's the actual thing so we get back to the team car Uh team van um the one of the local antique stores Mm mm-hmm uh, Swamp Lily in Micanopy. It's a nice uh, woman named Doro. She's on the Micanopy Chamber of Commerce. They want in. They want to sponsor the event. Here's my question to you guys. Mm-hmm. Ten years in, I I still kind of am just like, eh, you know, I kind of like not being official because as soon as you get like sponsorships and stuff, then the county starts coming and they're like going to be asking for permits and things. Like, I just want it to be a nice bike ride. Sixty-five this, uh, people, man. It's fantastic. Yeah, well, but if you see, got, no if need you for got the city behind you, man. That's that's like my thinking. Is like this sounds like yeah, a lot of red tape. But at the same time, you've got the uh, you've got the scissors in your corner. Yeah, that that is true. Like maybe there could be like a a, a ribbon cutting ceremony. I gotta say, the town of Micanopy, they still love the Doc Hollywood. They still sell the VHS tapes. I mean, oh yeah, DVDs. They, should. they better. Um, if let's I, be if honest. I, overall, it's great. I'll tell you what. What else do yeah. they have there? <laughs> if I was uh, the marketing manager of Porsche USA, I would yeah. absolutely open a dealership in McNope, Florida. Like one hundred percent, I would open a very small dealership, much like the Prada uh, store in Marfa, Texas. Just more as a cultural icon that people would go visit than an actual mm-hmm. functioning place. <laughs> Just yep. incredible. So I want to uh, one set of metric wrenches. I want to give a quick shout <laughs> to uh, Scott Pfaff and Amy Horsmeyer for being the docs this year. I think it was Amy's 
eighth year winning. She barely won two feet bike throw over Darla Woodall and Ryan Woodall also got second. Ryan Woodall, former cyclocross national champion from Florida. So guys, absolutely. It's a ton of fun. I hope that you're able to make it down some year, maybe like within <laughs> by the time you're 20 rolls around. I would love to. I would. Um, can you move the date for me, though? Because I think we have this thing no. every year is that it is on the same day as the bike swap here in Minnesota. So, little guy, you're going to have to make choices. So, you better have had a good bike swap if you're going to skip the Doc Hollywood. So, you're going to have I, to tell me why. I, it was I really don't want to make this choice. I mean, the bike swap is great. Um, if, if I could do both, that would kind of make my, make my February, you know, going forward. Do you think... So, the big bike swap. Let's get into the swap. The Twin Cities bike swap... I think it's starting to become a you know destination. Like, uh, it seems that it's getting yeah. better every year from what it, pictures I see. It was a little smaller this year, but they, they had okay. a smaller space. So I don't know. Everyone was just kind of crammed in. I don't know if, if – I think there would have been more people if there was more tables, but the tables were short supply this year. Um, I, did, I did talk like to Like they people. ran out of tables or not enough people bought tables? I, they like they res- literally didn't have I tables? I think they literally just got a smaller space. This year, like the the smaller room, and that was what they had. Because we tried to buy the 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 group I was with. We tried to buy a second table because we were cramming four of us onto oh, one table, and we couldn't do that. So because because fifteen dollars was just too much for two of you. How much is a table? Uh, I don't remember. Like forty something, maybe. Ooh, something like that. Ooh. Yeah, so, I mean, it hey. seems like a lot for a bike swap table. Now, Spencer, does that the, seem like a lot for you? I don't remember. No, it was, it was always been forty bucks at the at the Twin Cities okay. swap. Now that but, is that is a table space where you can sell all day long. But more importantly, that is your golden ticket into the event before yeah. the doors get opened to the True. general public. So you're that is well worth the price. What I have to ask a little guy though, though the the big question, the sixty four thousand dollar question is. What was your ROI on that forty bucks, little guy? Did you make it count? Well, he had ten dollars um, in because <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get anything amazing in that early in that early magic hour. Well, you know, wait, I wait, time out, time out. In that time, so Spencer, you're saying forty dollars because it gets you in early for the early magic well, hour. Yeah, but we split reference. that. Of course, this is before this before it opens. Wait, so they let four people on for one table? That got in for free. That seems uh, no. We had I mean, to no pay. wonder why they had went to a smaller space. <laughs> we had to. Pay it's a, a bad business move. <laughs> we actually had to pay uh, the table fee, and then we had to like pay a, an extra for like an early an early bird. They let an early bird in. Uh huh. Okay. Like you show up. What right. are you, what are they going to do? Like we're like an hour and a half before the swap opens. You know, you're like you stand outside or something. Um, Pay the fee so, so what were you looking for, little guy, on the swap? So uh, my main deal is I need some wheels. I, I specifically needed, and this was hard for me to admit, but I'm going to build up this weird cargo bike, and I needed a disc, a rear disc wheel. And so I didn't really know what I was doing. Wow. And I, um, <laughs> thankfully... Is your computer working? Disc? I heard disc coming out disc. of your mouth. Yeah, no, trust me. It made my brain hurt. Because whenever I try to learn about discs... And any these newfangled technologies, uh, my mind just freezes up, and I get so bored so quickly. I have to go. <laughs> I have to go like load up a page full of Sun Tour derailers to like reboot my brain. So, um, 
that was kind of wasn't exciting, but I needed something. But I did find a, uh, a cool White Industries uh, rear hub to a velocity rim for fifty bucks. So screaming deal, and it's not black; it's chrome. What was the asking price? The asking price was fifty, and I was more than happy to pay it for that White Industries rear. Oh. Hub. That was early days, and I was just wanted to get it before anybody else saw it, and. Uh, there was a there was a few you know I bought a few other things but that that was the one thing I really was like when I saw so, that I wanted the coolest thing I bought though the swap like I bought another pair of wheels I bought a little handlebar bag I bought a mini pump I bought a cup I got some lights for free but and some bottle cages <laughs> the 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 coolest thing I bought though was a little uh, handlebar mounted um, like little gauge. That Horns? tells you oh, okay. tells you the uh, a percentage Direction. of incline that you're on. Oh, okay. It's the nerdiest thing. It was at this table with these these two folks that had like five things at their table. This like older couple. Any cool stems at this table? <laughs> like, wait, no. Let, yeah. Let's decide, Spencer. Right yeah. now, let's just profile. Yep. They were selling a gadget that told you the the gradient yes. that you yes. put on. What else were they selling at the bike swap? They have uh, just five items. I'm going to suggest quill stems. Yeah, I'm going to say four quill stems if there were five items total on that. <laughs> I don't think um, they have. I'm going to say they also stems. have the, the. They're going to have the third eye eyeglasses mirror. Maybe. Oh, oh I wish. It's good. They're going to have that little device that you put on your handlebars that tells you which way the wind is blowing. I'm going to say so you know where to uh, where to stand in the uh, in the pace line, yeah. so you can get mm. the best draft. They're going to have some very old uh, vintage early '80s uh, panniers. You know they did have panniers, but they weren't yes. that old. <laughs> All right. All right. You're right. So they're gonna have. Right. <laughs> did they have any books? Did they have any like Greg Lamont teaches you how to ride a bicycle books? Mm. Right. They might have. I gotta tell you, Tim. I almost bought a Cycle Sport magazine from like 2004 <sighs> with with your boy Tyler on the cover. Um, oh, I got that one. It's actually <laughs> I, I can't show you right now. It's, it's yeah, right yeah. above your your face. Um, There's a stack of cycle sports over at Chris. It's actually his twin at Chris Qualley's yeah. table, <laughs> and I was paging through because I wanted. I was like, I'll get one. They're like fifty cents, but I couldn't bring myself to do it because I would say three, uh, yeah, like seventy five percent of them had Lance on the cover, and it just made yep. me so annoyed that oh, I just kept skipping was, over them. It was constant. It was every, all Lance, and then the ones that didn't have Lance had Tyler on the cover, and I, I didn't care. <laughs> I wanted like Can I tell you I wanted like uh Isidro Nozal or like Baloki or you know I like that's what I wanted. I wanted I wanted some real Euro trash on my on my now Cycle I know Sport. Spencer used to work at Cycle Sport. And we Spencer, we've talked about this, like yeah. the nothing but Lance, but Well, here's the thing is people probably don't know this little bit of history that really doesn't matter because the magazine and the video company are both out of business. Um, but World Cycling Productions, producer of all the Lance uh, Tour DVDs, uh, mm-hmm. among all the other race DVDs, they bought the rights uh, to publish Cycle Sport in America um, because it's a, a UK magazine, and they would just change all the aboots and the you know take all the use out of words and things uh, like yeah, yeah, color yeah. and favorite. Change it to American stuff, sell American advertising in it, and then just slap Lance on the cover and make a million dollars. That was their oh my that God. was their business plan. Like that was it. It didn't matter. Like they no. were gonna put Lance on the cover yeah. unless it absolutely didn't make sense. The, the craziest thing is it would be like it would be like a March issue and it would be like Lance Armstrong. Yeah. And you're like, what? He's not he's probably not even racing. He's at an altitude camp drinking think- his own blood right now. Like 
Yeah, it put me off t- uh, 10, 15 years later. But the other thing is that every one that I looked at, I, I remembered it. I remembered reading it in Barnes & Noble 15 <laughs> years ago and never yeah. paying for it. It would be like I'd flip through and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this article. I remember this. Little now, guy. Spencer, uh, if you're going to a bike swap, what's like – you guys know what I'm into. You guys know I'm into dumb DVDs. I'm into really bad cycling jerseys. Yeah, I saw and, a lot uh, of those, Tim. Any types of like posters or something I can act mm. like I'm, you know, like a Bobby Julik poster, done. Like I'll give you full asking price. What is your thing, Spencer? Like what, what is it that you're always looking at? Tires? Like what's your thing? Yeah, swap. I'm not going to buy tires that swap. Oh, no. you guys are nuts. I buy tons of tires in the swap if I can. <laughs> yeah. And where, where do you end up on your rides? At the side of the road. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I haven't had a flat in a year. Knock on wood. Uh, no, I think, I think the, uh, the question that we need answered here more than anything is what was the little guy selling at the swap? I was selling a collection of garbage. Um, <laughs> I, so the last couple of years I've come out ahead, and this year because I bought wheels, I did not. I, I'll tell you what I sold this this swap. And this, though, goes to the point of that. Did I, you write it down in a moleskin? Notebook? I wrote it down in a little notebook. It's not a moleskin, though. Um, oh, okay. the, the, the thing is I always sell the things in my pile of garbage that I think are the least likely to sell. So the first thing I sold was a 24-4 Calloy seat post for $2. It's big. It's tall. It's nothing. I didn't think anyone would want that. Two bucks. I sold a Fuji seat post, a Fuji branded seat post. It's Suntour, <laughs> but it's Fuji branded. 26-6, the weirdest size in the world. That was I sold those both. Boom, boom. Like right away. Did they have calipers? Uh, I had a caliper. Like, were they checking? I had a caliper. And it says on I there. I know, but were these... P- but were these people checking? Yeah, this, or did they just like, oh, I like the Fuji seat post? No, no, he knew. I told him what it was. He bought the other post, okay. and I said, if you like weird size seat posts, may I interest you in this twenty six six Fuji branded Superb Pro seat post? And he said yes. Perfect. Me bucks. Upsell. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I sold a campy eleven speed chorus front derailleur, five bucks. Why, That's a why on earth do you have that? I don't want to know. Uh, I had it on a bike like seven years ago. <laughs> okay. I sold a pair of ITM track bars, $4 in my pocket, <laughs> and I sold a singular. All right. Yeah. A lot of bucks. garbage. Boom. <laughs> so, okay. I'm doing the quick math here, and I think you're yeah. up to 8 to $10 uh, <laughs> in income, in revenue here. Um, $21. $21 at least, in income, my friend. $21 in income. And how, mu- how much went out? Well, Yeah, so- your expenses were significantly more than <laughs> My expenses were uh, what am I like one ninety five? Oof! So little but guy I got, losing. I got some good. Pro- yeah, I got little guy with the L today. Uh, yeah, L, but guy. also the win because I I needed those things actually. Like I got some. I got some other wheels. I actually needed some wheels. I needed a mini pump because as I told you guys, somebody stole. How my did pump. you go home? How did you even get back into the house without being totally embarrassed? Did you come? Did you come home with more stuff or did you? Or did you leave with more stuff? Oh, no, right? I came like, home with way more take stuff. Take out the money. And more stuff, more <laughs> stuff. I also got a handlebar bag, a really sweet handlebar bag that smells kind of funny and is really dirty. But $1, you can't go wrong. I think it can clean up. <laughs> or I just make sure I double bag all my sandwiches for, for Kanza in it. Is is the handlebar bag going for Kanza? Well, I'm going to test it first, but I mean, I'm probably. Yeah. Do you have to wear, do you have to do a number plate at Kanza? Haven't read the race Bible yet. <laughs> probably should. Um, we should probably get on that. I think there's a lot to, a lot of people want to talk to me today on the Doc Hollywood about dirty cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, from people that haven't finished to people that have finished to people that were like, dude, 
is the worst ride I ever did. It took me 17 hours to, <laughs> to like, I stopped at a mile 100 because I didn't have my nutrition down. Yeah. To, oh man, it's fantastic. And you're like, yeah, you're really fast. So, you know, I be don't right. understand. I mean, just bring sandwiches. I feel like that's going to be fine. Just like a <laughs> bag of, like a thing of sandwiches. So good. Well, guys, we are, we're so far into the pod already. We've mm-hmm. talked about Kansas. We've talked about the swap. We've talked about the Doc Hollywood. We got a shout out from George Hinkapi. Um, pretty sure we got to talk about the Jayco Sun Tour with our main man, Australian correspondent, um, Michael Matthews. This is Mitch Docker, and you're listening to Life in the Peloton, also the Slow Ride Podcast afterwards. All right, this week on the Slow Ride Podcast, we once again are brought to you by the good friends over at Works with the HydroShot Power Cleaner. Spencer, pretty sure you just go over to yourcleanbike.com and you can save 15% on the whole slew of product. Is that right? That is right, Tim. All you got to do is head over to yourcleanbike.com, check out the HydroShot, um, check out the other items that we've got specially discounted up there for you. Um, throw whatever you need in your cart and use the promo code gear up to save yourself 15%. Now the hydro shot, I think that's the star of the show. Uh, all the works products are great, but the hydro shot is maybe the most directly applicable to your cycling life. Um, as a, as a power cleaner that is portable, uh, and mobile and lightweight, it is going to it is going to change your life. Like I, oh, I'm this. I'm going to use it for the uh, yeah, the Doc Hollywood bike. Oh, I'm a convert. I, as a little guy can attest, I might have been riding the dirtiest bikes out mm-hmm. there for years, and uh, now I'm a changed man. So we got a question that came in. Normally we don't do questions in the pre lap, but Ryan Dotson hits us up. Is there an attachment for the Works Hydro Shot that will attach to my Zwift bike? Got to get that Tron bike. Hashtag product idea. That is, uh, mm-hmm. not to my knowledge, but that is a great idea. I think we should just take that. Sorry, Ryan. Um, if you, when you send an email into us at the slow ride podcast, <laughs> gmail.com, uh-huh. you actually are signing a, uh, a waiver that the ideas are now ours. So, uh, we're going to be cashing that one out. So <laughs> take a look for the Zwift hydro shot as well. So yeah, if you, head over to your clean use the code gear up to save 15%. On your works, HydroShot Power Cleaner and a whole variety of products. We are also brought to you once again by our good friends at Whoop. Head over to whoop.com and you can save 15% on the 12 or 18. 18 month membership to find out how you're monitoring on your uh, fitness. And guys, I got to tell you, I need to wear the band when I'm starting to sleep in now because uh, mm-hmm. I am getting the miles in. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you think you've earned yourself a little more recovery oh yeah it's gonna go green i'm telling you right now uh-huh. i'm looking good uh-huh. well <laughs> there's not really a way to prove that and that's one of the beauties of uh the whoop um 3.0 strap is that you can monitor the work you're doing and also monitor the rest you're getting the sleep you're getting so you know i know uh little Heimar keeps you uh pretty busy chasing them around and uh it's gonna be pretty nice to just uh, back up 
your claims that you need to stay in bed a little while longer to uh, to your wife <laughs> when you can uh, back that up with data, you know, and just yeah. look, I'm not I'm not quite recovered yet. Um, you know, big <laughs> ride yesterday at uh, at the Doc Hollywood. Uh, gonna need a few more hours if you could just take care of this for me. That'd be great. Now, now you speak of baby Heimar. Just gonna throw this out there. Because the second one's coming, so I definitely need the whoop mm-hmm. uh, monitor to see how my sleep and my rest and recovery is going. Because when the second baby comes, mm-hmm. um, we don't know, uh, boy, girl, right? It's gonna be a surprise. Yep. I I will say this though. It, regardless, I do think the new baby's name on the podcast is Baby Ebon. Yeah. I mean, Highbar, Highmar, Ebon. Yeah, the no. band is back together yeah. again. They love eating <laughs> carrots. It's going to be fantastic, guys. Uh-huh. That's, yep. uh, there's something to that. Um, we're going to have to think that one over. But uh, in the meantime, head over to whoop.com, get yourself the uh, the 3.0 strap, and use the code WAP at checkout to save yourself a bunch of money on the 12 or 18 month and subscription. Quick shout outs to our friends at Grimper Brothers Coffee. Head on over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out about the two exclusive wide angle podium coffee blends from our friends at grimper and with that let's get back to the show well hey there all you hosers this is manitoba mike vandenham from canada and uh you're listening to the slow ride podcast eh tim i'm uh I'm concerned about this baby naming situation. I think we need to, I think we really need to dive into this a little more. I'm on board with uh, the direction you're going. Okay. But, you know, I just want to make sure we explore all the options. Like, uh, okay. Who else we got? So, so we got, we got baby Heimar, right? So when the second comes, you guys do, you're not a fans of Ebon or, well, I I don't know. Uh, I want, I don't want your baby to start out as irrelevant and, uh, outdated, from the get-go, you know? Because because Ivan or Heimar was around for a while. He was still getting the... the Until uh, last year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or so. Very important. Well, I still... I, I believe I still have the, the tweet from him pinned to my profile. That, yeah. He's giving me the shout. So fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, no love so, for Tyler? It's kind of just Ebon and Heimar, you know, together. I the think, team was great. Yeah. I mean, that that team got me into cycling was the Uskatel team. I mean, that team, that's like your first car, man. That's like your first kiss. You're never going to forget it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And So just, I'm thinking, though, like, you could make the argument that Little Heimar was named after a current rider in the Peloton for Trek Factory Racing uh, at the time of birth. I I, I want... To make sure you're you're keeping it relevant here, uh, you know, okay, as you're so, as so, you're popping out children left and right. I think yeah. I think we need to pull from the current Peloton. That's the my suggestion. Right. I mean, you can go so, with Baby Ebon. That can be Plan B if we can't find anything else out. All right. Um, so should we put this to the listeners? Maybe the listeners can oh, just yeah, send absolutely. over their ideas on. So we have Heimar, right? The high Heimar with the anonymous top tens, Trek Factory Racing superstar, legend, still around, probably still crushing it on uh, team rides where he's the team manager. I believe he's working with the team somewhere. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm open to hearing what other people's suggestions are. Like, Email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com with what we should uh, name 
number two. Yeah, I mean, should the should the uh, you know the older brother, you know the the younger sibling should be maybe dire, you know, like something like that. Mm. Uh, Who's older? Yeah, I I actually have no idea. <laughs> I'm our Ivan. So we got a uh, sweet email coming in from Nate Chineco. Your training camp. You guys talked about this last week on the pod about mm. the new Slow Ride Podcast training camp. It strikes me that the perfect name for your training camp would be Tire Festival. You yep. could hashtag <laughs> Tire Festival, and the orange branding you should use matches the wide angle podium colors. That comes from Nate Chineco. I love it. This is yeah. such a good idea. Yeah, this I like it. Fantastic. Play on the uh, the Great Fire Festival. Maybe we can get Ja Rule involved in this one to uh, help get us a little uh, publicity. Yeah. Um, because you know um, the the PayPal is open. The email address is live. Um, we have not gotten any uh, any reservations yet. Any down payments um, of the fifteen thousand uh, uh, dollar deposits. Um, so lots of slots available right now. We'll take as many of you as uh, as will <laughs> as will uh, pay that deposit. So uh, no refunds, no guarantees. Uh, Matthew Pryor emailed us. He emailed us twice, guys, um, eight days ago <laughs> when you guys were hosting the pod. Uh-huh. And he was just like, hey, what's up with the women's UCI Cyclocross World Championship race? Is this basically a no, a no drop group ride with a town line sprint at the end? I mean, yeah, 30 seconds were great, but this is the world championship, not a Tuesday night team ride. Then you guys didn't even mention this at all. Today, got this email. <laughs> Tim, I need your help here. Your brave compatriots claim to have watched the women's race, but they seem to have missed or don't care about the two leaders sitting up to wait for third place several times. Yeah. They did not race until the last half of the final half lap. Mm-hmm. Bring the outrage, Tim. Well, Matt, I appreciate that you're depending on me to bring the outrage. And as you can hear in my voice, completely outraged. Yeah. Guys, yeah. what was up with this yeah. team ride? You guys know, like, so you know it better than me. Here's the thing, I uh, I don't disagree at all. Um, they did sit up seemingly and wait for Listen to Brand to come back after she was dropped multiple multiple times and went on to finish third, as you might expect from someone who was getting dropped along the way. Um, but uh, I don't necessarily know if that means they were going slow because uh, there were you know 40 other people in that race that were not in sight. Of uh, of those off the front, so uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I feel like they were making it hard, um, and uh, and when they made it a little too hard for Lucinda, who was supposed to maybe be the team leader, uh, they had to, you know, dog, uh, 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 director's orders. You know, you got to uh, you got to dial it back just a minute there, and then drop her in the last lap <laughs> when it matters. All right. Yeah. Hey, it works for me. Sorry, Matt. I'm back with Spencer now on this one. All right. Hey, Tim, Matt, and Spencer. This comes to us from Dave Corkle. I've been meaning to send you an email for a while now. Congratulations on the excellent podcast and the amazing and excellent Who's On Worst bit. Mm, I just couldn't continue to lurk anymore. Keep up the good work. You guys make me laugh out loud every week. This message wouldn't be complete, however, without a hashtag ask slow ride question. What are you guys nicknaming the Kanza Tandem? I like oh. Lawrence Tandem. And Purple Rain is good, but maybe Purple Haze is better. I mean, the name, not the song. But uh, what else you got? The Kanzanator, the Flying Purple Flint Hill Eater, the Locomotive. I can't be the only Slow Ride Pod fan wondering about this. Later, Dave. 
I could be wrong, but I think Mrs. Worst's name is pronounced Worst, which adds another, or first, sorry, which adds another linguistic level to the bit. That's a good Does. point. So, yeah. Spencer, do we have a name for this tandem? Uh, not officially, no. I mean, I think maybe uh, unofficially, I'm going to call it the death of me, but, um, <laughs> you know. The death, of the, the death of a friendship. I, um, I, I got to <laughs> tell you, though, I, uh, I had a really good talk, Spencer, with a friend of the pod, Mike Brown, uh-huh. who uh, is giving us the tandem to use, yeah. right? Yeah. Just a loyal listener. Two hours west of the Twin Cities, randomly came upon the podcast, which is Googling cycling podcasts must have, must have really dug deep. I don't know, Mike, what were you like the eighth or ninth page on Google? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure, but Granite Falls, Minnesota. And, uh, is that old time, old time, uh, motocross? Okay. Guy, yeah. Yeah. Right. Gets into uh tandem. Um, he's, uh, he's emailed us before he's, uh, l- losing his eyesight. So he's the stoker and his wife is the captain and they have this 26 inch, uh, mountain bike steel tandem. Tell me all about it. It's a beautiful bike. We put it on our Instagram, so go check it out. Spencer, yeah. a couple of things he said. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. One, communication is key. He says you need to talk the entire time. So you're welcome, Spencer. Yeah. I am there for you. You're not I will be talking the entire time. <laughs> yeah. 20 hours with me. Oh, boy. He says it's a marriage maker or it's a marriage breaker. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, we know which way that's going to go. Yeah. He said, "When you're when you're the stoker, um, you just got to go along with it." He's like, "You know, you can't you can't steer back there. You just gotta you gotta trust the person in front of you. Uh-huh. Just you just gotta go." So that um, that I feel comfortable about. I'm I'm okay with my handling skills. He said, "The best advice." I I was like, "Hey, what's the best advice you got for me?" You know, he said, "Shut your eyes." <laughs> he said, "It works for me." It was great. Uh, I loved it. Um, he uh, the the bike's gonna fit perfect. And he said, make sure you stand up on downhills. He said, you can't stand up when you're riding up a hill. He's like, you have to be extremely skilled. He said, to sink the pedals, he's like, it's not going to happen. Just yeah. grind <laughs> up the, the uphills. But when you're going downhills, you're going to want to stand up, like just to stretch the legs and things like that. Interesting. Now, here's, here's the biggest thing that I didn't even think of. He highly recommends, and th- this Spencer is going to be a bit of a problem for us. Um, not, not us like uh, relationship-wise, but just to do this. He says okay. that we should actually get the, uh, the half pedal set up like with the SPD on one side and then a platform on the other. Oh Why? no. Why? And he says the re I know, I know Wait. Spencer, I, this okay. may be the end of the tandem. Like, cause I, I don't well, know here, if I can do this. Here's the problem he, he, is I don't think time makes that as an option. <laughs> <laughs> I know since time doesn't make it as an option. Unfortunately, I don't think we can follow Mike's most important advice to us. Okay. But why? Um, he said it's super important because, uh, to get going on a tandem, you got to be like, you know, in a partnership to yeah. get this thing going and you got to be able to get like a good, good first crank yeah. going to really get the, you know, bike mm. moving. So you don't fall over and uh, bleed out on the, we're going to do that. The prairie of Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, it's a lot easier to find your pedal when you're on a platform. So my thought about this is, uh, we've both raced a little bit of cycle cross and I'm thinking maybe, Bucking conventional tandem riding style, we should just start alongside it. Both run together, and then both, you know, on the count of three, like both do cycle well, cross mounts. Yeah, that's the that little problem like here idea. is like that it. I have to do that on the drive side. You'd have to do it on the non-drive oh, side. Oh my yeah. god, I, that'd be beautiful. I, 
So it, it might work this, better that way. <laughs> yeah, could like we could actually equal out. Now, uh-huh. what if one of us has the hop? Because one of us didn't read uh, Bill Shiken's uh, uh, skills, drills, and uh, uh, cyclocross book. Yeah, about how to get rid of the hop. Um, you're gonna be uh, just a split second delayed then, and you probably <laughs> will throw the whole thing off, and uh, we'll go careening into uh, the gravel there on the ground, and uh, which is probably. Not fun for me, but not nearly as bad as it would be for you, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I definitely would be the one behind, because I, I, I still have the hop when I get on a bike, it's like cross bike. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie. neither of you have done cross for a long time, so I bet you both have. But I will say, Spencer, the big difference, though, with you doing the cyclocross remount on the front, if you're the captain, uh-huh. you got to watch out so you don't clip the, uh, the stoker handlebars that are right over the seat. You're really yeah. gonna have to throw your leg over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fine. No, I, yeah. uh, I, in my little bit of reading on tandems uh, so far, I, uh, I did learn that uh, the captain, to get on the bike, you swing your bike or your leg over the front of the bike, over the handlebars, like cool bike messenger oh, style. Yeah. Like ah. you're not supposed to do with your road bike mm-hmm. because it's not classy road bike guy style. So I'm kind of into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you supposed to point. do the Kevin Bacon dismount too when you get to like the the checkpoints? I assume There's so. There's no way you could do that on a, ta- <laughs> on a tandem. There's the, like it's literally impossible. Well, how about this? You guys stop so fast, Tim. You jump off back, and Spencer jumps forward. Yeah, could be great. Okay, yeah, yeah, that would totally work. <laughs> I don't see a problem. <laughs> Got a uh, five star review. Hey guys, regular listener here. Enjoying the show, especially when I am riding. Most of the discussions are way beyond my level of interest in cycling, but somehow it makes me feel a lot better than I actually am. So there you go. Mine too. (laughs) There's one thing that I need to address, though. Nice of you to mention the headwind race in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Uh But the way you butchered the name Ushashelde is a complete disgrace. It's not Ushashelde. Everyone knows it's Ushashelde. A sincere apology to the great cycling nation is in order... But you've got the whole next show for that. Despite that little flaw, I forgive you, and I'm happy to drop a five-star review, but Apple is going to take my soul if I get near iTunes, so I won't tough luck. P.S. Should you question my authority on the pronunciation of Ushashelda or otherwise, don't. Way back when, I rode BMX in the exact same neighborhood where Alvarado grew up and still lives. You know, the Alvarado who just won the world championships. Guess where she got her inspiration from? Hmm. Also, I ride a canyon, so trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Cheers. Now, here's the problem, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This gentleman is from the Netherlands. Uh-huh. I am a little worried that I'm completely going to butcher his name, and he just said a straight about how to say Oosterschelde. Yeah. So He didn't write it out phonetically? No. Well, that's his it's own It's J-O-R-I-S. Joris or Joris? What do you feel? Nailed huh? it. What do you think? Yeah. Joris. Okay. Yours, thank you so much for the email. Five stars, so great to hear. We look. We got a ton of other emails, guys. I just want to tell you, we're not going to be able to get to all of them, but I do want to give a um, quick shout out to uh, um, Rodrigo, Chad Salvage, Tom. Thank you. Got another. uh, We got the question that we get a lot: Why do we like Valverde so much? It's simple. He's amazing. He's not Lance Armstrong. (laughs) Like what else you want? He makes every race exciting. Valverde. Ah. He he shows up. He lines up. He does the race. Guess what? He's already calling a shot. He's going for the Olympic medal. How awesome is that? I bet you you're going to watch the Olympic road race now, and you're going to be like, you know what? Valverde can win that. Okay. So, yeah. 
He well, may have doped in the past, we've, we've, but you know what? We've Come gotten on. into this a few times on here, and we do get the, the question. And I think, honestly, uh, it should really be directed at you, Tim, because you, you are absolutely the Valverde bandwagon rider around here, more so than anyone. But yeah, the question specifically is why do you like Valverde more than Lance? And I know we've addressed this before, mm-hmm. so I'll just try and sum it up, is that Valverde didn't try to ruin anyone's career, yeah. uh, even though he was doping. Um, mm-hmm. And the other guy did. And that's just too much to overlook. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. All right. Thank you. Like, Thank, thanks like for, Lance thanks was for an that. exciting racer when he was racing. He did cool stuff. Like, the attacks were great well time like mm. nothing taken away from that but he's a jerk and yep. i just don't like jerks <laughs> sorry the whole simone thing you can't get past that there's no way no, no. anyway we can move on We've done all right we got time. one one quick ask hashtag ask slow ride on twitter from colby cheesy hey slow ride apparently the quick step boys aka the wolf pack is now selling branded tires selling road race cotton tires uh, Wolfpack trail tire and they have multiple mountain bike and cross tires so this is a long term play to get Matthew Vanderpool on the team right hashtag ride. why are tires not the branded basketball shoes of cycling recall when embroidered seats were mm-hmm. I remember the embroidered seat I remember um, Sella Italia made all those uh, embroidered seats yeah, and then Marco Pantani had one Pantani mm-hmm. specific one it was yellow and oh. super nasty and it was I, I looked, amazing I looked at some today at the swap I didn't buy Oh, I'm any. sure they're at the swap there were there are some embroidered seats I mean I am a little surprised you know like well maybe tires can't do that because they you know take away too much from the bike but uh or you know like you can't really brand the tire themselves but yeah, they're not. I'm surprised helmets. To me, it's the helmets. Like the helmets is prime, especially with everyone wearing arrow helmets. Yeah. The fact that there's not more uh, airbrushed helmets baffles my mind. Well, that's been a problem in the Peloton for years. I mean, Garzelli was the only one who understood. Guys, I think we need to get to something that Spencer had raised up. And uh, Spencer, I'm going to let you take it away because I think that you were getting a little depressed in the state of cycling lately. Is, is that right? Is it, am I summing this up a little bit that, well, that you just thought cycling was just a little too happy? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it was a uh, cyclocross season. It's fun, it's exciting, it's muddy, it's cold, whatever. Um, you know, you got uh, Matthew Vanderpool cleaning things up. Um, and you get a lot of people complaining about Vanderpool and being like, oh, he's he's ruining the sport. He's He's taking all the fun, he's sucking the fun out of the races. And I don't think he is. You know what I mean? I think he's just out there doing his job. Like he's uh-huh. he's, the, he's one of the good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really fault him for for doing what he's doing. What we what we need are more bad guys. And we, uh, we recently <laughs> got one. We recently got one back. Uh, Denise Batisma um, recently. Uh, come back from a, a suspiciously short off-season um, ban from the UCI for uh, testing positive, and a lot of people not happy about it. Mm. A lot of people, no, a lot of not people not. In fact, I kind of wanted to watch a race and get like at least a top five so my Twitter exactly. feed would blow up. That yeah. is exactly my point. She's terrible. Everyone hates her. Everyone's mad that she's back. No one gets it. The UCI is tight-lipped about it. The perfect heel. She brought a ton of excitement to the women's Peloton, and we need that 
everywhere. Like we need we need some bad guys. So like cycling, like we love everybody, and rightfully yeah. so because they're all great. But like maybe just maybe. I mean, we this need is, some bad guys. This this is the problem when the mega powers came together, right? Hulk Hogan, Macho Man just ran through the the tag division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what it took? Miss Elizabeth to break them up. And when they broke <laughs> up, you had Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan. And it was awesome because suddenly there was a bad guy again. <laughs> yep. So, little guy. Mm-hmm. We have Betsima on the, I, what would you say, first string being the, the, bad, the bad woman of Cycle? Like the evil, uh-huh. like the heel. Like, like we want to watch her lose. Currently. But we want her to do well enough that we care about her losing when it happens. Right. right. Like she needs to win every now and then. Like we, we have not had this. Like people used to be like, oh, Asana Kant, she's... She's grumpy on the podium if she yeah, doesn't. Yeah, that was, like, oh. That's like, not That's bad. the complaint? That's not what yeah. we're talking about here. No. Like, yeah. we need somebody that everyone in the peloton is like, I hate that person. Like, I want <laughs> Vocally, them to lose. Vocally, it's like, Katie Compton is giving some amazing interviews. Like, no, she's horrible. Yeah. Basically, I mean, maybe that's not the quote, but, you know, it's... She shouldn't not, be not, yeah. yeah. So who is the... Who else can we add to this, uh, this first string team of villains in cycling? Because I... Little guy. Mm-hmm. There's definitely one that's just made a recent comeback. Well, I think Reese is on a lot of people's. I don't know if he's on everybody's, but I think... Oh, are you kidding? Bjarni Reese is a bad guy. Well, I think Wait. the trouble with Bjarni is he's, he's no he's, he's no more crooked than any of the other managers. So while I, I understand people's like... <laughs> being upset he, he's he's just the same he just went away and came back and just and ha- he, and won the tour you know i mean it's like here's not- the thing little guy he can be no different than the rest of them mm-hmm. but is he more hated than everyone no i think and he yes, currently is he and is. I, I will say that the ntt has won a surprising number of races so far this year <laughs> considering they were complete garbage last year wait, 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 yeah. wait. surprising that they are also dimension data Right, like, yeah, like yeah. is it? Are you sure it's Bjarni, or is it because they changed the team name well, and they have these even uglier uniforms? I feel, I feel bad for them. So, okay, there's there's two possible outcomes with NTT, right? One is that because um, Bjarni only like bought the team very, very recently, like right before the season started, right? So hypothetically, uh-huh. all winter, everyone was training super hard. The team decided they they all had a meeting. They like they're like we're getting our shit together for next year. We're not going to be. Are the- they in Cervellos, by the way? Yeah, I think so. They're like we're not going to be the worst uh-huh. team. Or maybe they're in BMCs. What he had when he was... Anyway, either way, they... if it's Cervello, it's what they had at uh, CSC. Yeah, sorry, but like they could have been on their on it, right? And they were going to do well anyway. But then Bjarni comes in, and it makes every result have a little question mark behind it. I think you know, it's, there's no See, way to not be like the worst team. Then you get the doper of dopers it's not pure as your boss. It's not pure evil. It's not pure evil, but it's so yeah. It's Spencer. Question. Yeah, let me. So little guy didn't you know Bjarni? Little guy, little guy's in his corner. Surprising, the little guy's just wanting to defend Bjarni all the way through. But <laughs> all Spencer, the way through, as I just said, I, I will say this: the only person that could possibly be as hated as Betsima in uh-huh. the men's peloton, uh-huh. and this podcast has been on for—I mean, I think earlier I said ten years, but I want to say this podcast is what seven years, six years. Mm-hmm. Which last yeah. time I checked, we are within like the two-year window of the Ricardo Rico ban mm-hmm. coming yeah. up yeah would rico be God, that... the most hated man in cycling yeah but... oh 100 percent. yeah yeah like come on that would be an amazing amazing <laughs> heel what team would take him no team Bjarni would take Reese's him. team uh, ntt <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you kidding 
What about Rebelin? Is Rebelin a hated man at this point? No, he's just a sad man. No, no. Okay. No, no, no. No, if DeLuca, so have... DeLuca, my friend. Oh, the... Rest These... in peace, my you, cat. You guys but, are, yeah, st- yeah. DeLuca. We need, we need new, I don't know. I think so what UCI would it needs to what, what... come in and, and <clears throat> storify cycling a little bit. Like, we need some storylines to follow through the year. Um, you know, we need some behind the scenes stuff. I want, I want to know need to be not doping. Is that the key? You think I want to find out that, that Chris Froome broke up Nairo Quintana and his longtime girlfriend two years ago. And that's why he's been so bad at the tour. The last couple (laughs) of like that he can't get over, you know, like we need, we need stuff like this to really make cycling compelling again. You know, if anyone, Chris Chris Froome snuck into someone's room and rearranged their furniture. Yeah. Right. And they kind of (laughs) just, did a little stuff or kind of loosened the brakes just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's going to yeah. have, have their significant other stolen or something like that happened, it was going to be Landa. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be like Landa's supposed to get GC leadership. And then Walt Pole steals his girlfriend and then <laughs> he crashes on the first stage and he has to chase back the whole race. You know, it's right. And while it's like, I mean, and polls is winning stages, you know, and then, you can. can you be a bad guy for winning everything? No, I don't like that logic. Personally. See, we need, we okay. need, and, and like racers are one, one aspect, but we need to look at layers. This is like a delicate, mm. uh, uh, pastry of, of delicious badness. Like we need agents, like we need, uh. we need people calling in deals, like getting people on teams that they just shouldn't be on because they were paid off by somebody else. I you mean, know? that's like, probably happening. <laughs> Like, we just don't know it. I mean, if you want, I mean, if you want the like bad guy thing, we do have the many teams sponsored by dictatorships. Um, so (laughs) we're pretty set up just looking at the world tour. We, we got our Astanas, our Bahrains, our UAEs. Um, we just had the Saudi tour. We've got races to hate. I mean, and we get, uh, we get, we get those teams trying to, uh, you know, murky the waters by hiring rising American stars like Joe Dombrowski, mm-hmm. where you're like, that's the good guy. I'm voting for him. He's going to do it this time. And, um, you know, and the, the, the EF teams, uh, being like, yeah, we don't, this, this is our castaway. We don't, we don't want to support this young American anymore. And like, we need to blow this up a little more. I think, um, uh, you know, UCI president uh, should be putting out press releases every week, just like uh, insinuating all kinds of things and getting the rumor <laughs> mill really going. I'm going to throw a name out there. Do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think 100% a heel, but got some great heel qualities, especially as we're going to Kansas. Jeff Kabush, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throws out the, just goes all in on the, the arrow bars. He's, mm-hmm. he's then, like the, uh, he's then like, <laughs> takes the photo of Team EF not at the podium. That's right. like the ultimate. Jeff like, Bush is like the ultimate warrior of this situation where you're like, he's amazing. He's incredible. Everything he does is great. I can't tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy. And exactly. I don't care. You're like, who is this guy? Like, like his, his performance last year around Dirty Kansas mm-hmm. was a class. Not only doing the big arrow bar thing, then taking the photo of the podium with Education First not being there. How embarrassing. <laughs> Fodders. Come on, man. <laughs> then, then this year, he announces that he's not even going to be at Kansas. He's going to Lost and Found in California <laughs> on the same day. Like, like, like he, he burnt that place down and he's like, you know what? Not even coming back. Yep. Just Amazing. walked away. Threw the, threw the match over his shoulder. 
I and think, just walked away. You know, I'm thinking about it. I, I really think the UCI should do this, look into it, but it might be easier for Gravel uh, to make this happen as they're still like figuring out their footing. Um, but yeah, we one way or the other, uh, ro- uh, we cycling needs like a Royal Rumble. We need <laughs> something to just capture the hearts and minds of the cycling fandom. Mm-hmm. The gravel may be it. Just throw everybody together. That that could be good. Oh man, it's got legs. I this this has legs. All right, we're another, gonna work on this. Another great idea. TM TM TM. Slow ride podcast. Intellectual property. <laughs> Dynamite. All right. So, guys, we had a wonderful show. Anything else you want to uh, talk about before we uh, sign off for the week? No. There can't possibly be anything else no. about cycling. Right. There was some about. bike racing. but well, uh, okay. Oh, wait. Walt won a race. Walt won a race. Come on. We didn't say it. Walt. Was Matthew Vanderpool there? No, he wasn't there. But come on. Let's give it. Let's give him this one. No, it was pretty great to see Walt Van Art on the top step of the podium once again. But, uh, little guy, great call out before we end the show. Spencer, it was fun as always. We would also like to thank Works and the HydroShot Power Cleaner. Head over to yourcleanbike.com and use the promo code GEARUP to save 15%. We're also brought to you by Whoop. Go to whoop.com and save on your membership using the promo code WAP. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Thanks to everybody that came out to the Doc Hollywood 10th year. Uh, this is Matt Minneapolis. Thanks, everybody, who came out to my booth and bought something from me at the swap. Thanks. But not enough, because you lost money. Yeah, I did. And this is Spencer in Boston. Thanks to everyone who waves to all their fellow cyclists when they see them out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.